my name is Teddy Baker, and I'm going to be discussing the hit crime drama series, Dexter. This show centers around the main character, Dexter, who is a blood spatter expert in the Miami Metro Police Department. What's ironic about Dexter is that although he helps solve crime as a career, he also commits crime by targeting, then killing, other serial killers. After studying multiple episodes of the series, my thesis statement is this. Dexter's murderous tendencies stem from both nature and nurture. The series portrays this notion by letting us inside Dexter's mind in both discreet and obvious ways, whether it be subtle symbolism of his dark desires or flashbacks showing his childhood. In this podcast, I will be touching on key details like camera work and lighting, which I drew from what we learned about semiotics. I will also be discussing the story structure, which is based off of Todorov's narrative theory. Additionally, I will be analyzing Dexter's psychological traits, habitual behaviors, physical traits, and biography. These are all categories that come from Pearson's taxonomy of a character. Finally, I will examine whether or not I share a dominant reading of the producer's intended message and will consider how an individual's perception of the show is directly affected by their own culture. I was able to watch a few episodes of Dexter in order to properly analyze all the topics we were taught in this class. From what I observed, each episode has multiple storylines which concern Dexter's personal life, a new serial killer that he is targeting, and one big serial killer case that is building for the duration of the season. The production information of this series is that it ran on the television network Showtime from 2006 to 2013, and it was recently announced that it has been renewed for a limited series that will begin production in the coming year. The show was based off of the book series Darkly Dreaming Dexter by Jeff Lindsay and was developed for TV by James Manos Jr. Another interesting element about the show is that it was shot on location in Miami, Florida. To begin, I will be taking a look at the physical attributes of filming and symbols, also known as semiotics, of the first episode of the series, which is titled Dexter. About halfway through the episode, Dexter is doing his research so that he can track down his latest serial killer victim. The scene contains close-ups of Dexter frantically typing on his computer and his concentrated facial expressions. There are quick cuts between Dexter's face and the video he is looking at on his computer. Each time it cuts, the camera moves in closer to either the video on his laptop or Dexter's face. The quick cuts and close-ups help build anticipation and also exhibit Dexter's desperation to find the serial killer. As for the best part of this scene, Dexter's research leads him to confirming the suspect and the style in which the scene is shot changes. It continues with a medium shot that shows Dexter looking at his laptop in full focus. The camera starts to close in on his face while simultaneously casting a red light onto his face that intensifies as the camera moves closer to him. This red light and the slow zoom portray the intensity and pure obsession Dexter feels when he gets the urge to murder. Here's some audio from this ominous scene. That's it. He's definitely the one. Now it's just a matter of time before he becomes a drop of blood in my glass slide collection. But I have to wait. I have to be careful. And follow the code of Harry. This symbolism speaks to how Dexter's desire to kill is definitely part of his nature. Now I'm moving on to the narrative analysis portion of this podcast, and we'll be focusing on a different episode, which is episode two of the series titled Crocodile. In this episode, the storyline contains a murderer Dexter sets his sights on to kill, 
and the narrative is in accordance to Todorov's narrative theory and also includes flashbacks. Like Todorov says, the show begins in equilibrium with Dexter carrying on with his everyday forensics work and personal life. He has to report to court to testify in a case that he was part of investigating. After he's done, he wanders the courthouse and comes across a hit-and-run case. This is where the disruption comes in. Dexter is observing the defendant in court who appears arrogant and unaffected by killing a teenage boy while wildly driving drunk. This is the disruption because Dexter's usual day will be distracted by wanting to hunt down this negligent individual. Next is the recognition, where Dexter realizes that this incident was not isolated. After doing more research on this guy, Dexter finds that he has been the culprit of multiple drunk driving incidents, leading to fatalities for the other drivers. Learning this exacerbates Dexter's determination to rid Florida of another serial killer. In this case, the repair is when Dexter is able to track down this lowlife and end his life in his makeshift kill room. He straps the person down, naked, with tape, and shows him his victim, photos of their victims, and explains why he has to do this. The new equilibrium is Dexter's satisfaction that he was able to eliminate yet another serial killer. Something that coincides with the repair are the flashbacks that occur within each episode. In this one, we see a flashback of Dexter and his police officer father talking about his partner being killed and how upsetting it all is. The structure of this episode, which is basically identical to the rest of the episodes within the series, proves how frequently Dexter experiences these feelings of wanting to murder. This flashback helps Dexter to justify his position as a vigilante in society where he kills serial killers to protect the streets, and also proves how the nurture of his father has contributed to his choice of becoming a serial killer. Continuing on to the character analysis portion, where I will examine Pearson's taxonomy of a character. To start, Dexter's psychological traits and habitual behaviors reflect those that a serial killer would have. He's obsessed with anything death-related and is able to use it to his advantage through his chosen career. Dexter is also a traditionally attractive and put-together man and doesn't possess the physical traits of a stereotypical serial killer. As for his speech patterns, he speaks in a monotone way since he doesn't possess a lot of emotion, which is typical of a serial killer. When he does speak with emotion, it's usually sarcasm, which helps to make his character more likable and entertaining. As for Dexter's backstory, he was adopted by a police officer who brought him up with a specific moral code that he lives by, including when and how he kills his victims. All of these attributes are what helps him keep his homicidal behavior a secret and what keeps the show from coming to a halt. Last but not least, I will be reflecting on my cultural analysis of the series. The writers of the show portray a very critical, cultural, slash social issue, which is parenting. This is a very important aspect of the show, considering Dexter's father had such a strong influence on him, specifically his murderous tendencies. I believe I have a dominant reading of Dexter's father, meaning I have the most common and widely accepted interpretation of the text, which is that Dexter's father gives him morally incorrect advice. I assume many others share the ideology that killing other people is very bad, and that is why it is a dominant reading. The fascinating part about watching this series is that we as an audience are meant to review our own ideologies versus that of Dexter and his father. A person's own cultural codes, which is how someone grows up and what they are taught to believe, will affect how they feel about the characters and the story being told. For example, someone who believes in the moral theory of utilitarianism 
which for those who don't know in simple terms is believing that an action is right if it results in the happiness of the greatest number of people in a society or group. People who believe this may view Dexter's ridding the planet of serial killers as beneficial because it is preventing a lot of innocent people from being murdered. The following clip is from the third episode in the series, but here we get some insight on the moral code Dexter's father raised him to believe. When you take a man's life, you're not just killing him. You're stuffing out all the things he'll ever become. As a cop, I only fire my weapon to save a life. That's a code I live by. Killing will serve a purpose, otherwise it's just plain murder. You understand? Yeah. Thinking about how I make sense of the show versus how others interpret it makes me appreciate the variety of ways a piece of art can be understood. Like Victoria O'Donnell, who is the author of Television Criticism 3rd Edition, says, The possibility of multiple meetings, polysemy, exists because various viewers incorporate their own experiences, lifestyles, values, and other cultural practices into their interpretations. After all, without an audience, thoughts cannot be provoked and meaning cannot be made, and it all makes for a great conversation, even if it's just me talking to myself like I am right now. Dexter is a fabulously well-done show due to the fact that it hits all the marks discussed above, like a visual style that is not only meaningful but aesthetically pleasing to the eye a consistent structure that makes each episode exciting and repeatedly proves Dexter's dark nature. And of course, a complex look at the cultural and social issue of parenting and how his father's way of upbringing affected Dexter's own moral code to this day. Whether it be for the better or for the worse, that's up for the audience to decide. Wow, thank you so much for listening to me. Have a good one.